This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Yaakov went out from Beersheba and he went to Charon. He rested there. He took from the stones. Okay. He put him around him or he put him under his head to protect himself from the wild animals. And he laid down. And he had a dream. And a ladder. In his dream, he saw the Sulam was standing on the ground. And its head, Magia Shemayim, was, was in the sky. Going up and down. What else did he see? On the top of the ladder, Malachim was going up and down. The ground was on the bottom of the ladder. What was on top of the ladder? Top of the ladder was Hashem. And he said, "Ani Hashem, you don't know who I am. I am Hashem." Rachamim Yudkevavkei, Elokei Avram, the God of Avram, Avicha, your father. This is one of the most amazing chiddas that was ever written. Um, I did mention it two years ago and got a lot of flack, but I actually. Sent them copies of the Chidah. We'll tell you in a minute what it says. I'm Hashem, the God of Avram, your father, the God of Yitzhak, the, the land that you're laying on, I'm going to give it to you and your children. But Yikat Yaakov Mishnasai. And Yaakov woke up. So his mom was sleeping, Mishnasai. Behold, God is in this place. And I didn't know. This passage makes no sense. God is in every place. We all sing the song. Hashem is everywhere. Here, there, up, down, left, right. And what do you mean you didn't know? You knew that this was Har Maria. You knew this was the place that Avraham Avinu went to Davin. You knew this was the place that I came. That Yitzhak happened. What do you mean? I didn't know. You did know. What's going on? He wakes up. Wow, holy place. I didn't know. You did know. You knew it was Har Maria. You went back to the Davin. You knew that, that that's where Avram Avinu and Yitzchak Avinu used to Davin. You knew it was like Kedas Yitzchak. Maybe you even knew that in the future Beis would be built there. Fayira came scared. So he now says something else. Before he said Now he says it's a scary place. Or, Naira, or, this place is awesome. This place is awesome. Ain't there, Kibet Elohim. This is the house of Hashem. And this is the gate of Shemayim. Guys, listen to Pastor Yudchas. Maybe I'll give you homework. I'm not going to even give you the answer. In Pastor Tez Zion, it says, what does it say in Pasuk Zion? It says, by Yikat Yaakov Mishnasa, Yaakov woke up. It's an amazing place, Hashem is here. And then it says in Pasuk Yiches, by Yashkim Yaakov Aboke, and Yaakov woke up, he already woke up. And uses two different Lushayans, one is by Yikat, one is by Yashkim. Did he go back to sleep after such a dream? Bomb question, guys. Bomb question. What do you mean he woke up? You told me already he woke up. You agree it's a bomb question? It's a bomb question. It's a bomb question. Okay. What? Okay, he woke up. What does this mean? So he took the stone. All the stones became one stone. And he made a matzeva. What's the difference between Vayikats and Vayashkem? Oh, is there a difference? Oh, boys, there's such a difference. It's not normal. What's the difference between these two? He wakes up. He says, wow, the place is holy. Oh, man, I didn't know Hashem is here. Right? He's scared. 
And then I want to say like this. What's the difference between the two? I said it by the I go to convention. How many guys in this room? How many people watching this year? How many people listening on Color Lushing guys? Dream. They have dreams. Right? Wow. Oh, I'll tell you a crazy, a great story about this. I haven't said it in a long time. Wow, I can't, wow, we did so many mitzvahs, your Rebbe told you. Fill in and dominate so many mitzvahs, right? This world. Right? They wake up, they heard a good cheer. Rebbe, I didn't know. Didn't know the mitzvah film was like, wow. I didn't know the mitzvah tzitzis comes out a billion mitzvahs every second, a billion mitzvahs in, in your lifetime, a billion mitzvahs and tzitzis. Rebbe, I didn't know Shabbos was so important. Rebbe, Shemini Gi, I didn't know. I didn't know. Wow, I heard such a share on, on, on any time. I'm awake. Right? I'm in big trouble. This is, this, this, this place is, is, is Nairadik. Basil Akim, I'm on earth. Earth is the house of God. Everyone thinks that the next up there, yeah, like I told you, they ask, they ask the kids in first grade, I said, where's Hashem? And they all pointed up. And then I asked this one kid, and the little Nebuch kid who's not doing so well, I said, where's Hashem? And he pointed to his chest. And he said, Hashem is here. So let me tell you what's going on over here. The reason that Yitzhak loved, loved Esau, we spoke a little bit about it last week, the reason that Yitzhak loved Esau was because Esau was an Ish Sada. You love the kid that's different than you. You see, whoever doesn't have kids yet, Mitch, when you have children, the one that reminds you of yourself, you got problems with him. The one that's very different, exciting, different than you, that's the one that you're going to give all the attention to. Yitzhak Avino was a homebody. He was brought up, he was, it's true, in it's true. Ask any, any mother or father. The kid that's like you, you get, ah, you don't like him so much. Because he reminds you of yourself and you don't like yourself so much. The kid that's different is exciting. Like if you're an introvert and you have a kid that's an extrovert, it's like, wow, my kid plays the drums. My kid has so many friends. Wow, you're like so excited. If you're an extrovert and your whole life you're out there, you love the introvert. Look at this kid, he's quiet. He's nice. He sits and learns. He dobbins. He doesn't get out of his seat. I used to pop all over the place. You, you like the kid that's not like you. So last week, the Torah tells us, Vayav Yitzchak is Esav, Vayav Rivka is Yaakov, because Esav was a, to, to Yitzchak, Esav was like exciting. He went into the field, and Yitzchak understood that the reason, even though he was home and he wasn't allowed to leave Eretz Yisrael, because he was a, he was a carbon, he understood that the reason we're in this world, guys, is not just to be spiritual. Because just to be spiritual, you're a neshama, and you don't need a body. You don't need a, you don't need the car. You don't need the human body. You don't need the robot. You don't need you don't need the, the because you're in shemayim. What do you need it for? You need it to take a take a glass of water and make a bracha. So you take this glass of water and you make it spiritual. You take an apple and you make it spiritual. You come out of the bathroom and you say shiyatsa. You make it spiritual. You, you mechanish the levana. You take a moon. That's a physical thing and you make it spiritual. Our whole Torah, our whole Torah. You take wool and you make tzitzis. You make it spiritual. You don't take wool and linen. You make it spiritual. Our, our whole reason that we're in this world is to take all the different things in the world, money, right? And you make it spiritual. You give tzedakah, you do chesed, you do food, you do chesed, you Shabbos, you take Shabbos food, you make it spiritual. Our objective in this world is to take the physical and to make it spiritual. Who was the man that was the best for that? It was Esau. Because Esau was in the physical world. So Yitzchak was like, if Esau could, could take his physical world and make it spiritual, it's the ultimate. Like, yeah, Yitzchak is Esau. He wanted him to do that. On the other hand, Rivka came from a total physical house. A total physical house. And they were doing really bad stuff in the physical. They were using the physical to do only Averis. She wanted a son that would go totally spiritual. That was Yaakov. Yaakov's derech was to sit and learn all day. Not to go out, not to be busy in the physical world, not to take the physical world. Now, how do we know this? Because the bracha that Yaakov stole from Esau Right? 
is the physical bracha. It's a physical bracha. Do, plant, food, right? He gave him a physical bracha because he wanted Esav to take the physical world and make it spiritual. So the bracha that Yaakov stole, right? He, because Rivka understood that Klai is to be very hard just to be a spiritual nation. We have to be able to be mixed. We have to be able to take the physical world. So she said, you steal it. You go get that bracha. I know what bracha you're going to get. Because that's what Yitzhak was into. To make the physical world into, into spiritual. So you go steal that bracha. But Yaakov wasn't like that. It wasn't who he was. He was a yeshiva Holland. So something opened up over here. He saw a ladder. It's godless. He saw godless means greatness. He saw a ladder. The ladder, the Torah specifically, is it important where the ladder, where the ladder, the bottom of the ladder is? Who cares? If the top of the ladder is in Shemayim, and Hashem is the one that's standing there, that's what we care about. Hashem is on top of the ladder. God, I asked today, um, Somebody, uh, today, for some reason, people uh, I met people and they're like, "Can you just tell me Dvatar one minute, one minute, one minute, one minute?" So I had to have like a, I had to have like a one minute Dvatar for. I went to breakfast, one minute. I went to lunch, and I went one minute. I was on the street. Could you tell me Dvatar for one minute? So I went to shul for minute, one minute. So my one minute Dvatar was why a ladder? If you're dreaming, and dreaming is symbolism. I don't think they're firemen. Why would you think that malachim angels are going up and down a ladder? One up one side, one down. Come on. If, if anything, it's stairway to heaven. That's the way the song goes anyway. Right? So, so it would be either a stairway to heaven or it would be a ramp, like by the Mizbeach, or a road. Yeah, but the Torah's not going to tell you they fly. You don't see the angels flying. Only, only by Cheskel's by, Nevoah, uh, but like the three angels that came to Avram. They say that you fly. So it's a symbolism. What's a symbolism? So the one minute Torah is... Oh, this fell out. So the one minute to tell you is that... Where do you go? The one minute to tell you is that a ladder is the only thing that whether you're going up or down, you're always looking up. You climb up the ladder, looking up. Going down the ladder, you're looking up. You're always looking up. So Kush Baruch was telling, telling Yaakov that you're going into trouble. Dina is going to get molested. Rachel's going to die. Yosef's going to be sold. You're going to go down to Mitzrayim. It ain't the way it was till now. You're not in Yeshiva. You're not in Disneyland. or You're not in Kansas anymore. You're not in Kansas anymore, right? So it's not going to be so good. You need to know whether you're going up the ladder or down the ladder. Hashem needs to follow. Hashem's on top. Always look up to Him. That's why the, the metaphor here in this parasha is a ladder. Because it is the only thing. It's also the only thing that when you go up, it has to lean. Steps, a road, a ramp, doesn't have to lean. But a ladder has to lean. And when a ladder leans, if this is the wall and the ladder is leaning, it leans on the top. Right? Here's your wall. Your ladder leans, the top of the ladder leans on the wall. So Hashem is saying, Hashem needs it all of I'm on top. So if you're going to lean, you're leaning on me totally. What he saw in his dream that he did not know before was the bottom of the ladder. He knew about the top of the ladder. That, the, that, the, that God on top of the ladder, the highest level of spirituality is connected to the lowest level of spirituality, which is earth. So specifically he saw the ladder that is leaning on Hashem is a physical ladder, is a physical thing, is earth. So that's why when he woke up, Hashem's down here at the bottom of the ladder too? That he's on the top of the ladder, I know, but he's down here, the ladder connects God with earth? It's one connection? I did not, I did not know that. But Yira, he became very scared. He said, This is the gateway to get into Shemayim. How does a Jew get into Shemaim? How do you get into Ganei then? By taking the physical world and making it spiritual. It wasn't Yaakov's thing. Yaakov was a learner. He didn't have a connection to the physical world. Now he goes to Lavan. He's got to make a living. He's got to work. He's got to make a living. He's got to do the sheep, right? He, 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 he fit in. But he was very scared of that. He said, I never knew this. What's the difference between this? My, my, the statement of the whole night? After this, you can leave. You can all leave. Everybody can leave. You turn off your tape. This is the statement of the night. 
So many times we wake up and many times we say, wow, it's very holy. I gotta stop talking about davening. I gotta stop doing this, right? Because this is based on Kim. But he didn't, but this person here didn't do anything. This person, from the plastic of Ayikats, he did nothing. He woke up and he real, he, he had a realization, but he took no action. He woke up, so Hashem lives here, I'm scared, ah, we didn't do anything. Vayashkem Yaakov Aboker. What's the difference between Vayikat and Vayashkem? Vayikachaseven. He took action. He took the stone. The first part, he woke up, he had a realization, but he didn't do anything. The second, the Vayashkem, what does it mean to really wake up? To really wake up is that, you know what? You're not supposed to talk by down, you don't talk by down. You're supposed to put on tulin, and you're supposed to you're not run out of, of shul early. You don't, you don't run out of shul early. It's not concept, it's action. So the difference, by Yikats, Yaakov so he made a couple of statements. Yashkem Yaakov Aboker. What does it mean to really wake up in the morning? He made it a matseva, which is a monument forever. He took action, he made something happen. <coughs> There are many people that have a they wake up, they have a dream, they wake up, but they don't do nothing. Vayashkem Yaakov Aboker means he got up. Vayashkem means he got up. The real word, Vayikats means he woke up. Vayashkem means he got up. He got up. He, he took an action. And that's such a big lesson. And many dreamers, they see things in Dit and Kedusha, and I should, and I want to, and I will, and and they talk a lot, and they think a lot, and they don't do nothing. That was the whole convention that I go to convention about doers and, and, and dreamers. People who dream all, they want to do the right thing, but they don't do anything. You know what? I told you the story with my horse. The horse and the, and, and, and the guy who was watching it, the watchman. The best story. The best story about doers and, and dreamers. This guy buys a horse. Beautiful horse. A white horse. An Arabian white horse. And he's so scared that it's going to run away. It's like a wild horse. So he builds a barn. He puts the horse in the barn. Then he builds a gate. And he puts the gate around the horse. It's not enough. The horse can still get out. So you know what? I'm going I'm to hire. I have money. I'm going to hire a guard. Should watch. Puts it out in the paper. Looking for minimum wage. Horse watchman. Okay? Guy shows up. How much you're paying? Five dollars an hour. I have no money. I'll take it. So the guy sits through the whole night. And next morning, the owner walks in. And he says to the guard, here's your, five, here's your payment for the night. By the way, can I just ask you, you're sitting here a whole night. Like, what do you, if you don't have a radio or anything, because you didn't want him to have anything. Like, what were you thinking about the whole night? He says, I'll tell you the truth. I was thinking like this. If you take a nail, you take a nail and you knock it into the wall. And then you pull the nail out. There's a hole. Where does the displaced wood go? Because there's a hole. Does it go to the sides of the hole? Or does it go to the end of the nail? Godless, no. So the, the guy who hired him says, Wow, I can't pay you $5 an hour. I mean, you're brilliant. Here's another file. I'm going to pay you tonight $10 an hour. Okay. Next night, the guy stays up all night. Next morning, he comes. I love the story because it's so true. He says, New... What were you thinking about last night, a whole night? I was thinking like this. You have a bagel. And you eat the whole bagel. Where does the hole go? Does the hole go into your stomach? Does the hole go into the rest of the ear in the world? Or maybe, it wasn't a hole. Because a hole is if you have something solid and you make a hole. This was never solid. You took the bread and they made a circle. So maybe it was never a hole. So it's not, it's not, it's not a chal. The hole isn't chal, so it's not really a hole, so it doesn't really go anywhere. This guy's like, wow! This guy is brilliant! I feel bad paying him $10 an hour. Here's another $5, $15 an hour. Okay. Next day, he comes. He says, tell me, tell me, tell me, what did you, he's all excited. What did you think about last night? He says, last night was the toughest question I ever had in my life. He's like, Really? Like what? Like it's physics? Like chemistry? Biology? What? He goes, this is what, this is what I'm thinking about. You have a horse. <laughs> and you build a barn. And then you build a gate around the barn. 
And then you hire a watchman. How did the horse get away? He says, what are you talking about? He goes, I checked the barn last night at 2 o'clock. Your horse is gone. What? It's 9 o'clock in the morning. You didn't, you, you didn't run after him? You know how far he could be by now? We're never going to find him. He's going to get killed. Are you crazy? He's like, until I figure out how he got out. I can't go looking for him. Give me sugar. If I drape the guy, I'm a stupid person, a fool. Right? You have people all their life. They're trying to figure out things. Rabbi, I'm still thinking about it. I'm still trying to figure out. It's like the philosopher with all his chevra, right? And he's giving him philosophy and he, he's looking up at the stars and he's like, that's the little dipper and that's the big dipper. When it's in that position, boom, he falls into a hole. And one of the kids says to him, hey, you're the philosopher. Before you look up, look where you're going. All these people that I deal with sometimes, all these questions and all this stuff, and the horse got away. Why don't you try to find the horse? Do something. Don't just sit there. I want to get married. I think I should get married. I'm not sure if I am too old to get married. Shouldn't I get married? Maybe I should. Maybe I could. Maybe that one was right. Maybe that one was wrong. Hello? Not by Yikats. Not theory. Not by Yikats. By Yashkem. By Yikach. By Yosem. Action. What happened over here? That's the difference. Although it doesn't make sense. What's the difference between Yikach and Yashkem? Tupsukim apart. What happened? Okay? You like that? It's good stuff. I never said it before. All right. So we told you why there's a, uh, we told you why there is a, a sulam, why there is a ladder. Okay. Before I get to my story, um, there's some amazing shots. So this is such a lesson. I said this two years ago. I don't think any of you guys were here then. It's such a lesson. It's very hard to say it, but the Chidot says it. It's a very big lesson in life. The Kash is like this. When Hashem comes to him in the dream, so it says, Behine Hashem, Nitzvah, Hashem was standing above him. Vayom and he said, Ani Hashem, I am Hashem, Elokei Avram Avicha. I am the God of Avraham, your father. Was Avraham his father? No. Avraham was his grandfather. Okay, his grandfather was like his father, maybe. Elokei Yitzchak. And the God of Yitzchak. And it doesn't say, it doesn't say Avicha. So for some reason, Hashem, not even the Torah, Shem tells Yaakov in his dream, I am the God of your father Avraham and Yitzchak, and he doesn't call Yitzchak Yaakov's father. Hashem, not the Torah, Hashem is talking to Yaakov. <coughs> Listen to this Chida. Chida asked the question. Right? He asked the question, why doesn't it say, why doesn't it say, what's it called? Avicha, Tema. It's a bomb question. Hashem calls his grandfather father of Rome. He calls him father. Ula Aviv, like Kara Av. And to his father, Yitzchak, he doesn't call him a father. Hashem leaves out that Yitzchak was his father. Nearly. So the Chidot says, it seems to me, that Yaakov lived in the time of the life of Avram. They learned together Torah and they did mitzvahs. And Avram Avinu loved him very much. Listen to what the Chidah is saying here. Anyone who's going to be a parent or is a parent. Everyone that's listening to the Shir, listen carefully to what it says. So you would think that that's why he's considered his father. No. I didn't see this last time. I just see this now. Thank you, Hashem. Thank you, Hashem, big time. Because Avram Avinu loved Yaakov so much, Yaakov's grandfather called Avram, Yaakov's grandfather called him my son. Avram called him my son. And therefore, Lekach 
If you call a kid your son, then Hashem calls you his father. More than a son. So he's not, he's not saying, I touched it last time wrong. I said, because Abraham Avinu learned with him, and because Abraham Avinu loved him, so Hashem called him his son. No, 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 no. The Chidon is saying, because Abraham called him Bini, Abraham called Yaakov his son, if you call the kid your son, because Baruch also calls you his son. Shh. Maybe that's why it says sometimes a Rebbe, that a student is considered like his own child. If you call your child, you call your student Bini, my son, then HaKadosh Baruch Hu considers him like your son. So it wasn't that Avram treated him nicely, because he actually called him my son. What is what he says? Wow. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't catch this last time. I, I tied shit up last two years ago. I translated that because he was nice to him. No. Because he loved him so much, he called him my son. Therefore, God called him his father. But Yitzchak, I can't say this. But Yitzchak, who loved Esav Harasha, more than Yitzchak, more than Yaakov, you're going to favor a kid over another kid, then Hashem doesn't consider you that other kid's father. So he leaves out by Yitzchak's name the word Avi, Avicha. A very heavy kiddah. It's a very heavy kiddah. What happened there in the reverse scenario? Yeah. The son calls his father my father. So? Is that considered a kid where Kajran would consider it? Not if the kid does not if the father doesn't feel that way. Chutzman Apshat, Kamatam Yeshman Benoshin Tam Gulavasabram Vino, Allah Shalom. He says, outside of the learning, there is another reason that Abraham Avinu loved him so much. Because when he was thrown into the fire, Abraham Avinu was, was, was saved because of Yaakov. Yaakov saved Avram. Do you know how he saved Avram? Anyone here know? How did Yaakov save Avram? Yaakov wasn't alive. How did Yaakov save Avram? Okay, so listen to this. If you take the name Avram, Avram, you have a pen? So you write this down. This we have to, this we have to write down. Piece of paper, I have a piece of paper. I know I brought a piece of paper. Hold on. We have to do this on a piece of paper. Okay. So originally... Originally, it was the following. Avram, Aleph, Beis, Reish, Mem, Yitzchak, Yaakov. So you have Avram is how many? Avram, without the hey, is four letters. How many is Yitzchak? Four. Four. How many is Yaakov? Five. 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 Yaakov. Yud, Ayin, Kuf, with a Vav, with a Vav. It, it, it's it's mentioned in the Torah, I think, once with a vav, right? It's mentioned once with a vav, so it's five. So it's five. No, it's mentioned. I know it's mentioned once, and maybe it's at from twelve, but I know it's mentioned in the Torah once with a vav. So if you add it up, what does it give you? Thirteen. What's thirteen? Echad. Right now, Hashem wanted to give. Hashem wanted to give Avraham a hay. So Avraham goes to five. Avraham goes to five. No, Yaakov's four. Hold on a second. Avraham goes to five. Yitzhak stays at four is nine. Yisrael... Yisrael is five. So you're at 14, which is no good. So Yaakov, if you, if you use the name Yaakov instead of Yisrael, then Avraham, without the Vav, then Avraham 
can get the hay and make 13. I'm a little bit off on something. He equals Hashem's name, right. But... And taking K Yisrael, right? Okay, so he says here, he says here that what he says. Listen to this. He says that Yaakov was the Gilgal of Adam Arishon. Adam Arishon had to fix three things. Three things he had to fix. Shvichas Damim, Gilea Royas, and Avaydazara. Here, listen. It says the following. Um, I have to explain to you the Rizal that says, The Avoys came to fix other Marishan. So Avraham Avinu fixed the Avodah Zara of, of Adam Arishan because he jumped into the fire not to bow down to Avodah Zara. Yitzhak Tikein Shvichas Damim and Yitzhak fixed the Shvichas Damim because he was ready to get shechted on, on the arcade. Yaakov Tikein Gilei Arroyus. No? Yaakov. Yeah, but Yaakov was Tikein Gilei Arroyus. How? How, how, how? He gave himself to Misa to be shechted. A person who was born in Ashes Ish, his death is through choking. We know that Yaakov was thrown into the river by, what's his name? By Aliphaz. And he was would have drowned if Hashem wouldn't have made a miracle. So he says that we see so we see that there were massacring all these, these different three things. So Yaakov, he says here, um, Gilgal Adam Rishon. We sign Gilgal Rishon. By Yada Yushlam Atikon Shalom Boy Dezorah Shvichas Dami Gilgal Rishon. Shvigam Adam Rishon. He was the third one, so he finished it. Avraham Avinu did Avoy Dezorah, and he did Shvichas Damim, and he finished. Ravat Tzav Shana Gematria Yudei Shalom Yachru Avraham Avinu. He learned. He learned for fifteen years with his grandfather. Okay. Okay, then he goes into all kinds of Kabbalah. But he ends and he says the following. Avram Avinu knew that um, the picture of Yaakov Avinu is sculptured in the Kisir Kavod. The Chain Chiba Yisera notice of the Yaakov Avinu, Shalom. Mizikna Ramavino, he gave him very much love. Omar, a love, Bini Atta. You are my child. Again, repeats it. He called him his child. Hashem called him his child. So he asked a question. There's a Pasuk that says, that Yaakov Avinu brought Karbanos lelokei aviv Yitzchak to the God. This is an answer to your question. The pasuk says to the God of the father of Yitzchak. So you see that the Torah does call Yitzchak his father. There's a pasuk later on that says by Yizbach zvachim lelokei aviv Yitzchak. He brought Karbanos. I think after Lavan, he brought Karbanos to the God of the fa- of his father Yitzchak. So you see that Yitzchak is called his father. So why over here isn't he called his father? So he says, Because here it's coming from the son to the father. Yaakov Bukhar Banos for his father Yitzchak. Because he still, this is a very big lesson. That kids are like, well my father doesn't give me respect. My mother doesn't give me respect. Why should I call them mommy? Why should I call them tati? They treat me like dirt. So the Chidon is saying over there that, that even though Hashem said he's not your father because he didn't treat you like that, he didn't call you other, but when you're talking about him, when you're saying I'm bringing korbanos, you can't just bring korbanos for Yitzchak, you have kibbutz. So even if he didn't treat you right, 
you have to treat him right. Because you have a din of, of kibbut of him. This is all very much to do with what's going on today. In other words, your parents could, you're right, you, uh, um, uh, physical abuse and mental abuse and all that, whatever, whatever. you still have to have kibbut of the end. Yaakov Avinu, who Hashem said, Yitzhak's not your father. I'm not considering him your father. When Yaakov's speaking, he's saying, I'm bringing korbanos. He's saying, I'm bringing korbanos not to Yitzchak, for Yitzchak. I'm bringing korbanos for Yitzchak, for the God of my father Yitzchak. So the child cannot treat the, father, the parent the same way. He says, in Kolzek, if a Yitzchak's welcome, we'll locate over Yitzchak. Alachas kama v'kama, adam da'am v'lagav v'zikmai. It's a very big chidah. I got a lot, last time I said this, he's very clear here. He's very, very clear. And he also says that you see from here that you have to have more kibbutz of aim for your father than your grandfather. It's a very big chidah. It's a very big chidah. I remember when I learned this as a kid, I had a question to my rabbi. I'm like, it works like this. I have to honor my father. Right? I have to honor my father. My father has to honor his father. So surely, if I have to honor my father, I have to—I surely have to honor my grandfather more than my father, because my father also has to honor my father. If your wife—if you ask your wife to do something, right, she has to listen to you. She has to listen to you, even though it's against what her father says. If her father says no, and her husband says yes, it's yes. But over here, I asked my rebbe. I said, "I don't understand. It's achas Surely, if my father listens to my grandfather. Right? Surely I have to listen to my grandfather more than my father. It's not the way it works. Because your grandfather didn't give birth to you. I think it's a din in Hakar Satayv. That would be my theory. My theory would be that my grandfather, he, 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 my father came from him, and my father has to have Hakar Satayv but I have to have more Hakar Satayv to my father who brought me to the world than my grandfather. So I, I think the whole basis of Kivar Aim is the basis of what? It's not a without. It's a direct. I hear what you say without. It's not a without. In other words, my father came from his father. He has to give respect to his father. He has to have a cross of tov to his father. I don't have to have a cross of tov to my grandfather. I have to have a little bit because he had my father. But I have to have much more a cross of tov to the man who, I, who gave birth to me. So it works the other way around. Even though you would think, surely my, surely my father has to respect his father. Surely I have to respect his father more than him. No, he has to respect his father because of Akar Satov, because it's directly his father. You have to respect your father because of Akar Satov. You have more, you, you have a chi of a more Akar Satov to your father than your grandfather. Because he's a generation further away. Your grandfather's a generation further away. So if it's based on Akar Satov, who do you have to have Akar Satov more? Your father or your grandfather? Of course your father. So that's, that's the terrorist. That, that's, I believe, I believe that's the answer. Okay. Anyway, it's a very, it's a huge chidah. Imagine, Avram called him my, my son, Bani Hashem, call him your son, he is your son. You have a Rebbe who calls a kid his son and treats him like that, he is your son, more than his parents. That's what it says here. Okay. Um, now, I want to tell you the last, the last Chidah, Okay, listen to the last chidah in this parasha. Same idea. Please take a bomb question. If you look in the Chumash, I cannot believe, I, I, until I saw this, I cannot believe that every year I was Mavad the Sedra and I didn't ask this question. I didn't ask the question by Yashkeim, by Yikets, but this, this is a question that's staring at everybody. Nobody asks it. When you be Mava the Sedra at the end of Ayat, so it says the following. Lovan says, because that's Lovan. Habanais Benasai, your daughters are my daughters, your sons are my son, everything's mine. Your kids are mine, your wife's mine, my sheep, your sheep is mine, everything. Listen to this. So, Yaakov is making another um, Matseva. And Yaakov takes a stone and he makes it into a uh, into a what's it called? Into a monument. You ready? How could you guys not ask this? Whoever's watching this, we all need to be ashamed of ourselves 
because it's like the it's like in your face this question and nobody asks it you ready my yoma next plastic plastic member you want to look it up periclaminalf talk about bomb questions this is this is a, an atom bomb my yoma yakov and yakov says to his brothers lick to avonim let us collect stones by yichlavonim and they took stones they asked go they made a pile and they ate on that pile. Ladies and gentlemen who are watching this year and guys who are here. Does Yaakov have any brothers? I love them. Does Yaakov have brothers? Even if Esau was there, which he wasn't. Yaakov didn't have brothers. Yaakov had a brother. The Pasik says, the Pasik says, Yaakov said to his brothers, let's gather stones. Yaakov doesn't have brothers. Esav wasn't by Lavan. He was far away. Esav is not there. Who is he talking to? The Torah says he was talking to his brothers. He doesn't have brothers. How do you read this for 40 years and not ask a question? Or 20 years and not ask a question? The Torah says, he told his brothers, let's gather stones. You're like, brothers? They don't have brothers. Talk about a bomb question. It's a bomb question. Chidah asks this question. What? Not Rashi. Not Rashi. Chidah says, what are you talking about? What brothers? Which brothers came in and put the stones in a, into a pile? He didn't have brothers. He had one brother, and that one brother wasn't there. Oh, it was why would the Torah say, the Torah should then say, and he asked his sons to gather the stones. What, you're ashamed to ask your sons? What else did Avon consider his son? What? What else did Avon consider his son? Nobody. Yes, it wasn't there either. There was no one there. It was Lavon and Yaakov and his kids. I'm going to take a guess. It was Lavon. No. They're not his brothers. Ready? Here's a chidah. It's a very big chinuch. This whole... Chidon, this week's parsha is like the craziest chinuch. I should have, I should have really read this last week in, in the in the Agoda convention. You ready? Listen to this. <coughs> so it did bother Rashi. It did bother Rashi, and Rashi answers. It did bother him. Sorry, it does bother Rashi. And it says in Rashi. He told his brothers, Zuck Rashi, Haim Banov. They were his children, not his brothers. He was talking to the tribes. Shahayulay Achim, Nigashim Allah, Vutsara, Lamuchama. They're considered his brothers because they were there for him when he was in trouble and when he went to war. Zak Techidah. Zak Techidah. Rashi says, Lechav, Heim Banov. It's his kids. Shoyuloy Achim, the Gashim, the They were there for him. Lamdeinu, we learned. Shiyakav avinu lava shalom. That Yaakov avinu lava shalom. Hoyamachshiv as Banov keechav. He considered his sons like his brothers. And now he gives us all Musa the Chidah. Vechain roi la'av. It is correct for a father. She yachshiv banav gedolim. He should consider his big boys ki iluhem echav, like they're his brothers. That's how you should treat your kids. Uvezeh, and if you do this, says the chiddah. I don't know why I didn't say this last week because this is a chinuch. He says he doesn't talk like this. He says I guarantee you, if you treat your kids like they're your brother. They'll be beautiful and relaxed and not tense and not uptight. They'll be very relaxed children. Right, we say it all the time. What is nicer? What is better than when brothers sit together? Says the Chidah. If you take the word Achim Gam, Right? Achim Gam is the Gematria Banam. Let's do it. Banam is um, 2 is a base, known as a 50, Yud is 60, and Salamach is 40. So it's 102. 
No, 122. Nun is 50, and Yud is 10 is 60. No, and Mem is 100, 102. Right? So Bunim equals 102, we all agree? Something's wrong in my math. No, my math is good. It's 102. Okay, now let's do Achim. Aleph and Ches is? Yeah, three. Is equal. Yeah? Yud. There's two Mems, right? Achim a Mem and Gamma Mem is 80. And then Yud is 90. And then Ches and Aleph is 9. It's 99 and Gimel. It's 102. Achim, Gam is Gematria Banim. So what he's saying over here is that if you want to have good children, treat them like your brothers. But on the other hand, why does Rashi say that they were considered brothers? Because they were there for their father. He says that they were there for their father. They went to war for him. They shared in his sorrows. So it's what you make. It's a chenach share. This week is a chenach share. Chidah. Mamash gives you a chinuchshir. Rabbi Gamliel, my Rabbi, did a um, short clip. Um, he was Mamash screaming. I don't know that I, the, 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 I would give you the how to get to it because it's online, but my, my son in law didn't tell me how to get to it. But he was saying the following. He was screaming. He was saying like this. He was saying, Asaph was bad. The Torah tells us, right? That he wanted to eat, they gave him, he gave him to drink, he gave him beans, he gave him everything. And, he ate, so he ate, he must have given him something to drink also, he drank. he got up, he got up, and he left. Right, they said, he didn't make a bracha. he didn't make a bracha, he didn't bench, he didn't wash. Vayesh, he didn't make a bracha. Vayakam, he didn't bench. Vayelech, I don't know, it's something else, right? So he says, Vayivez Esav is a b'chayra. He embarrassed the b'chayra. What's the b'chayra? What's the b'chayra, boys? What's the b'chayra? What was in those days? How did he embarrass the b'chayra? How did he shame the b'chayra? What's b'chayra? What, what, what was the value of b'chayra? B'chayra was avayda, was bringing kabanas. The Bukhar brought the Karbanas. So what he embarrassed, said Rabbi Gamaliel, he embarrassed the Karbanas. That's what he embarrassed. So he said, but Lemaisa, he embarrassed the Karbanas, but he got, he did, he, he, at least he got food. He got food. He got drink. Right? He got beans. He got, he, he got, he got satisfied. So he, he talked and embarrassed him, but he got something for it. He says, us, I'm screaming. He says, he says, us, if, if, Avoida is what he is Bechayra, right? That's what he embarrassed. And the Torah is screaming at him for it. He says, What's the Avoida today? What's the Avoida today? Tefillah. He says, You guys embarrass Tefillah and you don't even get the beans and everything else. He says, When someone walks over to someone else and talks to him by davening, by Yivaz Bechayra, you're embarrassing, you're shaming the Bechayra, the ability of Tefillah, the ability of Avoida. The ability of, of doing a carbon, he says. And you take it away from the other person, and what does he give you? He doesn't, like Yaakov Avinu, he doesn't give you beans, he doesn't give you to drink, he doesn't give you to eat. You do it for nothing. He says, Mishigas, but even as a Bechayra today, he's a guy who talks by Davin. He says, he's worse than Esau. He's screaming. He says, Esau got something for it. You're willing to talk by Davin and look at your phone and play around. You're, you're willing to shame the Tila. You're not even getting anything. He says, you're all screaming. You're all worse than Esau. He said, you're worse than Esau. At least Esau got something for it. He says, every day you go to shul and you embarrass and you shame the Avoida. The Avoida is the Bechaira. <coughs> so you have to do tshuva and you have to stop talking with Avon. It was a clip today that he, that he, you know, that he spoke on. Okay. Let's end with this. Also very hard medrash to understand. Very hard medrash. So he says the following. I've said this last year, I believe, but it's it's a hard medrash. He says, "Melamed, we learn." He had this dream, right? They were going up and down. We learn. This is interesting about what we're going through today. 
He said he showed Yaakov in the dream. He showed that the the minister ministering angel of Babel of of what's Babel today? Babylon. What was, what's Babylon today? It's Iraq. Babel is Iraq. Okay, so he showed him. He showed him that Iraq is going to be great. But yeah, then they're going to fall off the ladder. They're going to throw off the ladder. We show Madai. Then he showed them Madai. Madai is Iran, right? Persia. Madai is Persia. Iran. Oila. They're going to go all the way up the ladder. But yeah, they're also going to get thrown off. Show Yavan. The Greek Empire is going to go up, and they're also going to get thrown off. Show Edom, and the Roman Empire is going to go up, and they're all going to get. They're all going to get thrown off. Okay, so he watched, and, and that's, by the way, a lot of the Sparms said that what he was scared of was when he saw all these great nations, all these empires going up and hurting us. And that's what he was scared of. A year of Ma'id, Ma'id, he was very scared of because he saw that the Klaishol was in big trouble. So Hashem said to Yaakov, you see they all went up? Everybody went up? Yaakov, Madua Enato Oila. Yaakov, why aren't you going up? Get on the ladder. In your dream, get on the ladder. They all went up, all those empires. You need to get up. Get on the ladder. Yaakov, why aren't you getting up? Yaakov became very scared and he said, This is such a big lesson in life. Just like these nations went up, but they, I, I saw them come flying down. You're going to throw me down too. It's not worth going up if I'm going to get thrown down. I'm like, Kodesh Baruch Hu, Hashem said to him, Im If you go up, you're never going to come back down. Don't worry about it. V'lai Hamin, says the Medrash, he didn't listen. V'lai Allah. He didn't get on the ladder. Hashem told him to get on the ladder, he didn't get on the ladder. V'lai Hamin, Shekhar Roy, L'mala, L'yayin Azu, V'amutav Shagi, Aleh, V'schus, Maisev, Imlo, he said, I'm not getting on the ladder because I feel that we need to deserve it. Don't just put me on the ladder and take me up. We're going to earn it. We're going to earn it or we're going to go through you soon, but we're going to get to the top of the ladder on our own. Not like them. Because he felt if you get to the top of the ladder on your own, you'll never get thrown down. But for some reason, he wasn't... He didn't want to get on this ladder. You didn't get on the ladder? If you would have listened to me and you would have trusted me like I told you, you're going to get up on the ladder and you're not going to get hurt, I would have never let Klaishra go into Gullus had he gone into the ladder in his dream. But since, you didn't believe in me. Now you're going to pay for it. You're, all going, to, you're going to be in all these four Gulluses. They're going to tax you. They're going to hurt you, they're going to pain you, they're going to kill you. Are we going to be under these four forever? Am I, are we going to be in Gullus forever? Hashem said, don't worry, Yaakov. I will bring you all back. I'll bring you back from, from Iraq. I'll bring you back from Iran. I'll be back you from Greece. Don't worry about the, the Romans. I will destroy all these Goyim. So, Yaakov Avinu's mistake was, and I think that, I, I don't understand the deepness of it, I have to spend some more time on it. Why Taka, the Medrash says, why Taka didn't he get on? Why didn't he go on? Hashem told him to go on. Why didn't he go on? Hashem told you to go on, and you have nothing to worry about. What are you worried about? There's something I don't understand what he was worried about yet. I have to see why. But he didn't go on, and maybe because he didn't want to fall. But we learn in life that it's better to go up and to fall than not to have gone up at all. There's a big machlekes in psychology. Better to have loved and lost, or, or never to have loved at all. Is it better to have? Is it better to have loved and lost that person that you love? Or is it better never to have loved at all? So the people who never had love in their life, their answer is, better never to have loved at all, what I need the pain for. The people who experience love, they're like, it's worth it, even if you have to lose it, to have that moment. 
Because Baruch said you got to go up on the you have to go up on the ladder even if you're going to fall down the ladder you have to have that you have to have that experience you have to go up on the ladder and Yaakov said it's not worth it if I'm going to go up and I'm going to fall I don't want to go up there and Baruch said you're wrong you're wrong you got to go up on the ladder I don't want to end with a saying from a guy but one of the greatest hockey players that ever lived his name was Wayne Gretzky for the Edmonton Oilers he said one smart thing in his whole life at least that I could quote in a year. And it's the difference between people who are, who are successful and the people who are not. He said, they asked him, how did you score so many goals? He's like a skinny guy. Mama's a skinny guy. He said, how did you score? He's, I think the NHL's greatest goal, goal, goal scorer. So they said, how did, in an interview, they said, how did you score so many goals? And he said, I learned a long time ago that you miss 100% of the shots you do not take. Think about what I just said. If you take the shot, maybe one will, one will go in out of 100. If you don't take the shot, it can't go in. You miss 100% of the shots you do not take. Take 100 shots. Maybe one or two will go in. Maybe five will go in. Maybe 50 will go in. But you have a chance. But you, the lottery tickets that you did not buy, you cannot win. The famous story with the Rebbe, he told him the numbers. And he came back, he said, I lost. He said, how did you lose? The numbers came out. He goes, you didn't tell me to buy a lottery ticket. You just told me the numbers fool. Knowing the numbers is not going to help you. You have to buy the lottery ticket. You got to get on the ladder, boys. You got to get on the ladder. And sometimes it's very scary that you're going to fail and you're going to fall down. But I tell everybody that the spiritual and physical world is exactly mirrored. The first thing God teaches us in life is that to walk, you need to fall. Animals, I saw it in a kibbutz. I saw a cow being born. A horse. Kibbutz nearly I was there for I was there in Chalamoid my father, we went to that a zoo, and, and, and it's, it's a few words, they have cows and horses, and they told us that there's a, there's a horse giving birth if we want to see it. I watched the horse give birth, it's pretty wild. And like a minute after the, the horse gives birth and the baby comes out on the, on the straw, it stands right up. The horse stands right up. There's no crawling, falling, standing, it stood up right away, it walked right away, cow walks right away, animals walk right away. So uh, we're supposed to be way above them. We... We get crazy when the kid starts to, when the kid turns over. Oh my God, because how do you know when a kid turns over, they fall off the bed? Always. Because until then, they never turned over. So you leave them on the bed. So the first time a child turns over, he hits the floor. That's how you find out he turns over. So everyone gets excited, the baby turned over. Then everyone's excited. Oh my God, he's standing. And then we take pictures of the first step. And the cat in the house is looking at us and saying like, <laughs> big deal. I mean, I was born and five seconds later, I was running. You guys are getting excited that the baby took one step, right? And the cat is absolutely on the lowest. It's an animal. It's a chai. We're a madame. We're much higher. And the answer is, you know what's much higher? Much higher is when you struggle. And from the struggle comes success. That's much higher than when you're born to it. So, so the, the, the godless, the way Hashem created us is that you will not walk because you're going to have to learn that to walk, you're going to fall. And if you're always going to be scared to fall, you'll never walk. It's the same thing with the bicycle. It's a very hard thing when I taught my kid, and you teach your kids how to ride a bicycle, and you got to let go, and you know she's going to fall. She's going to pedal one or two and fall. And then you do it again, and her knees are bloody, and you put on Band-Aids with Neosporin, and you do it again, and this time you let go, and she pedals six times. And all of a sudden, I'm riding, I'm riding. Nobody gets on a bicycle the first time and rides. No child gets up the first time and walks. Because says... Yaakov Levino, get on the ladder. You're going to fall? Don't worry about it. He said, you're not going to fall. But if you do fall, that's growth. That's growth. That's how a person grows. That's how a human being was created. We don't have teeth when we're born. We have to cut teeth. We're very primitive. We don't even see. Children see shadows. They don't see. Animals see. We, don't, we only see shadows. And how long does it take to say your first word? How long does it take a dog to bark the first time? How long does it take a cat to meow the first time? How long does it take a bird to chirp? The baby comes out of it, cracks the egg, he starts chirping. But a baby doesn't start talking until much later. Struggle, muscle. Struggle makes the person. Struggle makes the human being. You go up the ladder, you go down the ladder. But you got to be on the ladder. you got to get on the ladder. And the difference between sleeping and waking up, two differences of waking up, sometimes you wake up and all you do is think and think and think and think. But that's not the Vayash game. A person's waking up has to be the Vayashke. Vayashke means to get up. To get up. 
and he took the stone and he placed the stone. And that's what we have to that's what we have to learn. To get things done, we have to take action. May we see Mashiach from You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.